Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thank you, Andrew. Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Roger, what are we discussing today? What show are we talking about binging? We are going to be reviewing Shrinking from Apple Plus. Before we get into more of the show, we'd just like to thank you for listening and for sharing your experiences and suggestions for joining our Facebook group. We're having a great time there. Keep it coming. So Ruth, what's the synopsis of the show? Shrinking is about a brief therapist who begins to express his thoughts to his clients. He finds himself drastically altering people's lives, including his own, while disobeying his training and morals. Jimmy, as the character's name, is grieving the loss of his wife, and he approaches his patients more actively in the hope that by healing them, he will also benefit. The story of shrinking is fundamentally one about a family. So in addition to be a therapist, as I mentioned, Jimmy is the recently widowed father of Alice, a 17-year-old daughter. He's attempting to reimagine their relationship in light of both his and her pain. But Jimmy also has a broader extended family. It includes his neighbor Liz and her husband Derek, Jimmy's best friend Brian, with whom he's somewhat estranged when the story starts, and Sean, who's a young patient who requires additional assistance for trauma related to his military service, and I think, very importantly, Jimmy's two office co-workers, Paul and Gabby. This program does stand out in a crowded field that doesn't often do a good job of allowing humor, decency, and suffering to coexist peacefully. So what's the show data? Yeah, so Shrinking is in its first season. It dropped January of 2023. It's rated MA. I do think there is slight nudity, uh, mostly male rear rear nudity. Sorry, that made me laugh. Yeah, I think Jason Segel is an exhibitionist in life, I think. (laughs) Like he probably has his contract that you gotta see his stuff his rear yeah well, no. uh, some of the other movies his front side so yeah okay. beware of jason okay. siegel's body uh okay so it's rated tvma there's a good amount of swearing where to watch is apple plus uh amount of episodes there were 10 this first season the genre is dramedy production staff of note bill lawrence who was the executive producer of scrubs and ted lasso brett goldstein also of ted lasso writing and uh, acting and Jason Siegel are all executive producers with Goldstein doing some of the writing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, cast knows again, Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, Harrison Ford, Luke Tenney, uh, and Michael Yuri. The Rotten Tomato scores are 82% from critics and 87 from viewers. So decent on the viewer side. I think uh, mm-hmm. critics is a little bit low, uh, that mm. may be because people were expecting another Ted Lasso. And I saw mm-hmm. an interview with Brett Goldstein who said that he and Bill Lawrence had gotten together because they were both thinking about similar things. 
but Brett had a much darker vision for the show, which kind of got um, kind of nicked. So it, hmm. it, there may be a little bit of, you know, it doesn't really know where it, where it is or what it's supposed to be yet. It may still be working that out. Interesting. I think yeah, that translates. Oh, but Brett, yeah, he's that, those English like to focus on the darkness. <laughs> Just <laughs> oi. Oi. All I got to say is oi. So no awards today. So Ruth, why did you think this would be a good thing to watch? Uh, so I liked the premise of the show via the trailer, focusing on mental health and grieving, grief, um, a grieving therapist telling his patients exactly what he thinks. Oh my gosh. Right. Like um, I often have wondered that. So I love that Harrison Ford was in it as well. I wasn't sure about Jason Siegel. I, he could seem annoying to me, honestly, kind of like this could be unpopular too, but I won't say other characters' names. The guy in Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the idea of his character in this. So I was like, yep, I'm in. So how about you, Roger? Yeah, I've always liked Jason Siegel. Um, he plays kind of like a doofus type character. Boring guy for the most part uh, is typical what he plays. So I wanted to see what would happen when... He teamed up with the Ted Lasso folks, and a lot of his Jason Siegel's work is other creators. And so this seemed like a different team of folks. See what maybe would be different about his acting or how he portrayed. And I will give my opinions later on that as well. Yes. So what's your first positive? Okay, so my first positive is the open-heartedness in the way the show treats its characters. So I think like we have said, or I said in the synopsis too, it shifts between moments of comfort, heartbreak, and humor. I think I said humor, decency, and what else? Suffering. It goes between these themes. And I love the real conversations that happen. I live for those. As you know, I'll be like, how do you feel? Or what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I live for that. Just like getting down to the real, real, like, I just think it's important and we don't wallow in darkness or heartbreak for too long with the way it's written which is nice too so then you're like you're laughing but you're like wow that sucks and that sounds that's really painful about grief and um, so I like that it doesn't stay there the whole time so how about you Roger what's your first positive I think when most people saw that the producers and writers from Ted Lasso were going to be helming this show. I think there was going to be a lot of comparison uh, to that. And I think it is written well. I I think um, Brett is a really good writer of comedy. I also think that Mm -hmm. Apple plus as a streamer is definitely got a certain type of show that they want to produce. Mm. And a lot of the shows have to deal with personal accountability and being honest. Uh, Although we'll definitely cover Hello Tomorrow next season of our podcast, which is a little different. But for the most part, most of the Apple shows, whether it's Loot or whether it's Ted Lasso or this show or Bad Sisters. Yeah, maybe. Are we- <laughs> yeah, I still think. Yeah. I, I think there's some personal accountability and being honest, like you said, of just being forthright. That's about, true. A lot I, of the characters think- are written that way. Not yeah. all the shows on Apple Plus, but but a good majority of them seem to be. Even Mythic Quest, I think they're kind of brutally honest, maybe to a fault uh, on that show. But <laughs> That's but, true. But Which, I think that yeah. there's still that 
a sense that people are being personally accountable to the things they say and do and being honest about how they feel, at least whether that hurts others or not, they're at least being honest about how they feel. And so I think that theme running through a lot of Apple plus shows may not be what people are interested in, but at the same time, I think all these streamers are going to have to kind of define themselves at some Mm. point. There's only so Mm -hmm. long you can be everything to everyone. uh, That's interesting. Yeah. So I think that Apple's kind of got a niche and that's okay. And for me, that's okay. Because when I go to Apple plus, I kind of have an idea of what I'm getting. Uh, Whereas when I go to Netflix, I've got, you know, they're trying to provide every type of content possible. And a lot of it misses because of that, I think. So, so I I like that. Yeah. Really good point about being honest. I really like that. And maybe that's what draws to me because I think it's really hard sometimes to be honest, but then I get frustrated watching it. Like just say what you're feeling, or maybe that's because it mirrors real life for me. It's so hard to speak honestly and live in our truth without harm or how mm-hmm. do we do that or how do we navigate right. those conversations yet it's really powerful when we do do it well so i like seeing shows that that bring that concept in so what's your second positive for shrinking second positive is harrison ford so i think he's perfectly cast he's the it's the funniest performance i've seen from him i don't know maybe i'm forgetting or missed some of the other performances but i think he makes the show and there's laugh out loud moments like he's he's gruff and sarcastic but he's also silly and heartfelt so i don't know if he's been given the chance to kind of fill out those other silly or heartfelt roles maybe has Uh, the only thing i could think of was a working girl the movie with Molly oh, Griffin. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I could really think of where he had that's any kind really of good one. comedic chops. Everything else is action. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some people like, will say that Han Solo is a pretty funny character. And and there, there are moments okay. when he's a little, a little goofy. But this is definitely in the realm of the real world kind of existence for him being funny. So thank uh, you for adding that. Yeah. And I engine I, I love the goofy. It just it makes things easier in life just to bring in a little bit of the goof. So how about you? What was your second? Yeah, positive? same thing. The same thing. I thought as far as Harrison Ford's performance go, at times I think he carries the show. Uh, I, yeah. He did a wonderful job showing his comedic chops. And we rarely have seen, like you said, in his other performances, that kind of um, expression <laughs> of <laughs> acting and so yeah it took me by surprise that how well yeah. he did with with the words and the written stuff um, to really carry that character uh, as Jason Siegel's mentor uh, boss. Yeah I think he's really well cast that yeah. character. And oh yeah. Plays it up yeah, yeah. totally. I, I, it's yeah. one of those times where it's like I don't know if you could find anybody else to play that character. And that, yeah. that's pretty it's like pretty rare, I think, sometimes in TV to be able to say, oh, you couldn't find anybody else to play that character. And and he really just nailed it. What's your third positive? I think the premise of the show, not I think. I think as we we're kind of talking about Jason Siegel as a therapist being totally real with his patients, which we talked about a little bit and why we watched. It's totally inappropriate and unethical and amazing to watch. 
because I've sometimes wondered, right, with my therapist, like, what is she thinking and what does she wish she could say at times? Like, oh, my gosh. I mean, she does joke or say, like, I told you this a million times or why did I just do this? Yeah. But I think sometimes that I want I want her to be my friend instead of a therapist or like a, a friend who's brutally honest. But what I really need is a therapist. So I just liked seeing that happen on screen and the writing of it because that doesn't happen in real life or it should not. Right. It's 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 a line, a boundary that you don't cross. But when he said like, oh, gosh, just do this or, oh, you know, or let's go. I'm going to, I won't give away the, um, and that's why I'm editing myself, but yeah, what some of the things he does, um, which I think a few of them in the trailer going, taking that thread a little bit further. I liked it when his reckless kind of methods fell to the wayside as well. Like he kind of got it out of his system a little Mm. bit, or he was like, okay, maybe I need to like dial it back. Like he was really hurting in his own world. And of course, that would never fly in the real world. So, but I liked it. I liked that part of it. How about you? What's your third positive? Yeah, very similar. I think you know, all these, we've been kind of on the same track uh, with each other, but it's it's that concept of a therapist dumping the, and how does that make you feel rhetoric? And really <laughs> saying, okay, I'm, you know, I can see what's going on a million miles away. You can't. So I just need to tell you what that is. And it's, and it's, I think it's more than that though. It's not, it's not just about that, but it's him really saying as a therapist, okay, I get it because this is what I'm going through, or this is what happened to me and really sharing his personal stuff, which it's not just about his opinions on them as his, as his clients or patients. It's him saying, okay, I'm struggling with this. I have, PTSD from my wife dying and, you know, just being blatantly honest. I I think that for me and my, my therapy experience was that I didn't like that. I didn't like that. The person wasn't opening up to me and saying, okay, I understand. Uh I get it. I understand what you're going through because I went through this. I'd rather just talk with somebody that's gone through it and say, Hey, what, you know, what was your experience like? Cause that, cause that's real lived experience that someone's sharing with me that I can learn something from just the constant. And how does that make you feel just doesn't fly with me. You know? Yeah. And it, I think a good therapist does not um, brings in a little bit of themselves, especially as you get to know them more. I mean, this, we could talk about this for a long time, but I think like the Ted Lasso therapist, I don't know if, if she herself went through that, but didn't you think the way she responded or the way she talked with him, he could open up or you could just tell. So I think that they're. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the same thing going on here. I mean, it, it is, she had to be honest and say, this is where I'm at and share stuff with him. Now she put boundaries around it, but it was the only yes. way that Ted was going to respond. It was the only way Ted was going to respond to her as a therapist was for her to say, okay, I hurt this way that I understand that this, this is yes. how that shows up in my life. And without that, Ted never would have trusted her or engaged with her like he wound up doing. So that's I, really true. That's interesting. I, I can't remember exactly what she said around there. However, as we mentioned before, I think you've watched it three times. So it's not just a faulty memory of mine, but 
I, I will want I want to watch those scenes because I do think for me talk therapy is really powerful in my life. The relationship is important, but there are boundaries and they but there's there's also a little there can be give or context giving around the situation where you're like, wow, okay, they've been through stuff. They can relate and they're helping to guide me through this. So yeah. I love that conversation. I would like to continue it <laughs> later. Yeah, and I want to say I'm not against people going to therapy at all. I think if you if that's the kind of help you're looking for and that's the kind of help you need, then please get it. And there's lots of ways to do that. And I'll, I'll put some in the show notes, actually, uh, for yeah, people that that's are, looking, a great idea. That are like, looking for that kind of help. For me, personally. I'm, I'm more like Ted. I need, I need a little something more from that person uh, mm, that I haven't been mm-hmm. able to find. And, and for, for, I understand good reasons, but it shouldn't stop people from, from getting help in some form or fashion. Yeah. And I think that exists. I think that we sure this is TV, right. But I think that's an interesting topic to explore, right? Like, like you said, it's not just asking, how does that make you feel? Like there's yeah. no parameters or like you think. Make you feel like, like shit. Stop asking me that question. <laughs> yeah. Like what is, how does this connect with you or how we are two people talking, but there's yeah. boundaries and that works that we're really that's set up or I think it works for a lot of folks, so. sure. but not, yeah. not always. Yeah. So. Help if you need help for sure. Don't do not not get help oh yeah and try different therapists till you find one that fits and i'd be happy to talk more about that too because it's something that has been valuable in my life so what's your negative about shrinking i am going back to what you said about brett goldstein and his vision for the story and when he talked with bill I just love Brett, so I think of Brett first, Um, Bill Lawrence. But um, it seems like a scattered focus. So it's not quite a story Mm. about long-term loss and grief, but it's not fully a story about a therapist gone wild. It doesn't, like maybe, yeah, they're going dark or he's he's gone mad. I try not to use the word crazy. Um, And and by the way, what is Liz's role? I don't know if they got, like, the... (laughs) Liz, the, Liz the, the the eccentric neighbor who wants to be super in nosy it's like yeah. what what is she doing i like her but um i think it took on too much at once or they weren't really clear exactly what they wanted to do which i'm pretty patient with i can go with it and sweet but not like too saccharine sweet is a hard balance for a comedy and i think jason is kind of annoying at times I really want to love his character, but sometimes it's like, ah, oh, you know, but maybe that's part of it. That's part of the angst, like between him and his daughter. But then I also with his daughter, I'm like, oh, be patient with him. But then I see her side and then yeah. um, Harrison Ford is in his relationship with her. It's really like father daughter relationships, mm. which is interesting, I think, too, and powerful in this story. I totally agree with that. When we were done watching, I kind of felt like, is this the first season or is this the third season? Right? <laughs> it was like, it's like it, the characters were developed, but it seemed like there was a whole lot we should have known about them uh, dealing with the instances yeah. that we were. Like, um, um, you know, in the first episode, we see Jason Siegel's character Jimmy like 
off the deep end, like completely partying in the backyard. Yeah, yeah partying like, with totally. hookers and blow in the back <laughs> in the pool at two a.m. in the morning, right? And, right? and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm done with that. Now I'm moving on to better myself, and it was just like, well, you know, I now I'm like telling my patients exactly what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gone off the and... rails as far as the, the ethical job I'm supposed to be doing. So it's <laughs> it it was it kind of jumped without a lot of context, and so mm. I think that's for me kind of what you're describing there is that I felt like, man, are we in the first season or the third? I can't remember. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Characters were developed very, very quickly. What is your negative? Yeah, I I said in the beginning, I'm kind of a fan of Jason Segel. I, I have enjoyed his work, whether it was Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. Um, I thought he did a really good job on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, I thought he did a good job. He kind of always did. I never watched that. Yeah, okay, I yeah. watched it a little mm-hmm. bit. I didn't watch everything, um, but but I watched it some. And I felt like you know, he always kind of plays the same person. This time around, there were just things that kind of bothered me a little bit like you. And I, I don't really, you know, I can't really put my finger on it. And like I've said in other episodes of the of our podcast, you know, my, my dislikes can be pretty petty sometimes but mine too he he was doing something with his voice that made it sound different like i don't know what it was but he it just kind of threw me off a little bit about his voice and Uh then i could tell when he was breaking character and ad-libbing because the character of jimmy got just really different like like it was like oh that's jason being jason and not necessarily Jason being Jimmy, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. But I I could definitely tell it's like, oh, that was ad-libbed because it was more like Jason than it was like Jimmy. Like he hadn't gotten into that space acting wise where he could like ad-lib the way Jimmy would do it. It was more like, it seems like that's Jason. So there were just a couple of things that I was just like, this is a little bit different than what I'm accustomed to with him. And it kind Mm. of threw it off. It's kind of why I feel like Harrison's Ford character, um, the old gruff, experienced therapist uh, who's you know entering different stages in his life was probably more realistic of a portrayal of uh, it by the actors in the show um, than yeah. what Jason was doing. So, I mean, again, petty. Petty is all get out. I, well, get I think it. it's interesting to watch like How I Met Your Mother to, not that I you know, fully invested in this course of action, but to see what <laughs> what's Jason and what's Jimmy. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's probably just more of them giving him the chance to do that, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Um, I think that probably happens a lot on Ted Lasso, but it just seems like it, you know, it's written He's that way. He's trying it out. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. for him, it seems like it, it may be a little bit of a struggle for him to do that, but you know, nothing, nothing that I would say, oh my God, this is horrible. Don't watch this show. It's just, for me, it was just a little, a little awkward, but. Interesting. Know. I wonder if they'll like, if, is there going to be a second season? If that will, he'll kind of build into that, like get into the character. Right. More. Yeah. I hope, I hope mm-hmm. uh, again, it's uh, petties all get out, but <laughs> it's, you know, it's, uh, it's just, just something I noticed. So skip it or binge it, Ruth? I say binge it for sure. So it is no Ted Lasso, but talking about grief and mental health Mm. and therapy without being too depressing is a win in my book. Also, what I've been living the past few years and both of us in some sense about 
um, grieving people we've lost is something that I'm really drawn to. So when there are shows about that, I'm like, oh, how are they portraying this? How how does it show up in their lives? Yes, as fictional characters, but art imitates life, right? Life imitates art. Like, how are they handling grief? How are they talking about it? Um, how are they doing, you know, tips and tricks for handling grief? Like, uh, can I give one spoiler, just a small one? No, I won't. Uh, are you asking for permission for something? I don't know why you're asking permission to either do it or don't do it. I'm not in charge I think here. Like the, okay, well, you know, this is our show that we're not supposed to give spoilers, but like listening to a song, like setting a timer and giving yourself like the angsty moments to listen to music or whatever it is, like giving yourself a set time to grieve and just doing it. I thought, oh, that's a good idea. And I've probably, it's probably been mentioned to me or I've tried. So I'm a, I'm a fan and I say binge it because there's humor. Like we, like I said before, they don't stay in the depressing part. It's life, you know, there's humor in it and pain and um, like the song, joy and pain, sunshine and rain. Okay. I won't go in there. This is, I'm going back to the nineties. All right. How about you? Would you skip it or binge it? It is definitely no Ted Lasso, but that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's an extremely high bar to try to to try to overtake. And so, with that, you know, I would say binge it. I I do think they do a good job, uh, considering that the show is centered around grief. Everybody's grief, right? The, the neighbor yeah, was the friends neighbor. with his wife. His coworker was best friends with his wife. Yes. You know, so so he's not the only one and daughter's not, it's not just the two of them. Everyone's kind of mourning the loss of this individual. So it is a big part of the show. And or their own to, grief and yeah. pain, like in their own lives, like having an illness or yes. Sorry, right. go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and so to, like you said in the very beginning, they, they did a good job of balancing that out. So that it's not just completely depressing and train wreck. It's there, there are high moments, there are low moments, and that's okay uh, because that's the way life works, like you said. So uh, I would say binge it. And I don't think uh, people will be too disappointed by by taking it on, uh, especially if you're in between seasons of Ted Lasso. It could be a good, it could be a <laughs> nice cute, little, yeah. it could be know, a nice little, yeah. Let nice. us know what you think. Yeah, if you yeah. do. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a nice little show to, to tie you over until the next season of Ted Lasso, if there's going to be one. I don't want to hate mail, but there's Oh, wait, hold on. Isn't this going to be the last one? We, we don't can't know discuss yet. this now. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. But we'll well, talk. I think it's yeah, dangerous comparing this to Ted Lasso because sure. each show is different, but there's similarities anyway. Yeah, I just think with, with Bill Lawrence and, and Brett being a part yeah. of it, I think the people naturally assumed and i did that it was going to be ted lasso esque and there are some people that i found that really enjoy ted lasso that are super stoked about shrinking as well so i don't want to take anything away from i like yeah i'm i i try not to focus too much on the writers but i think you're right actually i want to see if if um brett will write something on his own and what that could be like Mm, without bill lawrence and without jason yeah yeah, he has a, probably be a lot of the a, F word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there <laughs> he does have some YouTube video series that he right. did during the during the lockdown that yeah. just people go and take a look at. It's pretty funny. It's about him and his relationship with a plant that he has in his house. 
during lockdown uh, that people say is probably some of his best writing. So uh, really, okay. I forget. I know you mentioned that. I looked at it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, can I love Ted Lasso? So it's hard to think of anything else, but we both say, right. Worth a binge. Worth a binge. Worth a lot. Thanks for joining us today as we have talked about shrinking on a call the binge wife and Roger, where can people find us? Yeah, like we you mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got a Facebook group now, uh, totally free. People can come out and share their opinions, uh, give a review of our reviews. Would be awesome. We'd love to hear from you and uh, let us know how we're doing, if we're hitting it or not hitting it for you as far yeah. as reviewing your shows. And also you can get in touch with us and share your opinions as well as suggestions on what we should binge through email at callthebingewife at gmail.com. And if you want to interact with us even more, please follow us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife. Awesome. Thank you, Roger. And thank you, listeners. And when you don't know what to watch, you can say it with me now. Call, call the, the binge, binge wife. wife. <laughs> One day. One day. One day. One day. Should we try it again? Nope.